on this week's FPL Happy Hour. Hit 10 episodes, the milestone, the little milestone. Oh, I forgot my party poppers. Just <laughs> blow a trumpet. <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome to the 10th episode of our podcast, FPL Happy Hour, with me, Sham, otherwise known as FPL Two Guys One Cup on Twitter. And myself, Rob, otherwise known as FPL Panda. Rob, we've hit 10 episodes, the milestone, the little milestone. Oh, I forgot my party poppers. Just <laughs> blow a trumpet. <laughs> <laughs> I had to be careful what I was doing there. <laughs> Uh, how are you, mate? Yeah, good. Um, we saw a bit better football than we did last last week. Yeah. And I'm obviously on a bit of a high from our amazing result on Sunday afternoon. And I'm sure you yeah. are too after the performance last night from West Ham. Um, well, performance-wise, we played shit. But, you know, that's the type of game that we would normally have lost last season. Hmm. And um, we're, we're kind of showing that we can play shit and still win which a lot of the top sides can do and do do. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how Leeds didn't actually... Well, they did put the ball in the back of the net twice, but there was so many chances for Bamford, especially last night. And I think on another night where luck isn't gone, you're going your way, you lose like 4-2. Um, yeah. It was that sort of game. I thought it was really... I think up until... Um, the Spurs Palace game, it, the like the games were pretty pretty awful. Like Saturday, I think it could that combined with lack of FPL involvement for a lot of people as well. Um, mm-hmm. Saturday, I think I only had one player all day play. Um, but then yeah, from the Spurs game and then the United game um, on Sunday, yeah, two really good games to watch there. The West Ham Leeds game was great to watch as well. Um, yeah, it was it was quite refreshing to have some reasonably exciting football. Um, better than better than last week. Yeah. Um, um, but for F on like an FPL side, probably mixed mixed reviews for a lot of people, especially with the yeah. uh, with uh, the two 0 United win. Uh, lots of people gambling on. Um, City mainly and then there was obviously the big saga in the FPL community um, at the sort of conclusion of last week as we headed head towards the deadline and um, it was the big uh, Bruno or uh, Salah no um, conundrum that lots of people had and um, one of us went one way and the other one went the other didn't they? Indeed. We'll talk about that in a couple of minutes. Um, before we do that, let's kind of go through what we're planning to do for this week's pod. So um, we are doing two hot topics for you guys tonight. Uh, we're going to talk about um, defender options uh, with the emergence of some some defenders coming through the ranks and City not having the best of defensive runs recently. We thought we'd do some stats and detailed analysis on the 
top six options to replace any um, City players that you might have uh, defender-wise or others. Uh, and this week, uh, we thought we'd do a deep dive on captaincy because I think captaincy really this week is up in the air. There's no clear option. So we thought we'd do some detailed analysis on what we think are the best options. Um, but yes, less before that, Rob, let, let's go through our, our team. So do you want to head to yours first? Yep. Um, yeah, so solid from Martin, Martinez and Soufal. Uh, yeah, clean sheets for both of them. Stones and Diaz, I'm not too worried about it because um, Man City defenders, loads of people have got them and I'm reasonably confident that uh they could pick up a clean sheet tomorrow tomorrow well tonight against um southampton um and then yeah a bit disappointed with sun i i think um we didn't see enough of him um getting into it, those forward positions um but yeah you know um yeah so check um i I was hoping to get a return off him. He came close a couple of times last night. Um, so, yeah, a little bit disappointed. Bamford could have had, as I said a few minutes ago, could have had a, at least a brace um, last night. Calvert-Lewin, another disappointment. Um, if it wasn't for the fixture this week against Burnley, I think he would be um, the first hit. Yeah, the first neck on the chopping block. Um, Bruno... Um, who I elected to keep into my team um, and then prayed for some Bruno shithousery and I was rewarded within 90 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I couldn't believe it. I think it was about 10 past four on Sunday afternoon. I just, just I put a tweet out saying, um, yeah, now for some Bruno shithousery. And... Um, yeah, you were rewarded. Yeah, rewarded straight away, which was amazing. And then, yeah, Kane, uh, two goals, an assist, two bonus points, um, absolute haul um, from him. Um, and slightly annoyed with myself that I decided to follow the herd on, um, yeah, going with Gundogan when the gut said go with Kane. Um, but yeah, the the double game week always looks prettier. So just hoping now that Gundogan plays, first of all. Um, I think that's the first hurdle um, against Southampton. But then to um, maybe get a return or two as well um, would be would be great. I mean, he came, he had a couple of good chances um, on Sunday and we're still getting into those forward positions, sort of overlapping um, as De Bruyne picks up the ball on the edge of the box. You see Gundogan sort of make that late run into the box um, and De Bruyne's always trying to find him um, because he knows he can trust his finishing and not Gabriel Jesus. Um, so fingers crossed because I think, yeah, City will get goals. There'll be, part of me thinks that there'll be a bit of a point to prove um, against Southampton and Pep will be sort of um, really, really want to sort of uh, get them back on track um, as quick as possible because, um, yeah, they don't want to have this dip in form and suddenly the 11-point gap becomes eight points and then it becomes five points. Um, 
Like I, I don't think that would happen, but yeah, Pep is the man that will make that not happen. Um, so yeah, I think I'm up to about a hundred and eleven k now. Um, so again, if all three, of, if all three of my cities start tomorrow, I'll be confident of finishing in the top one hundred k for the first time this season. Um, nice. I think I'm on sixty points um, there or thereabouts um, as well. Um, how did you get on? Well, you seem to always be edging me by a few points every week, and you're it's making just, that gap bigger and bigger and bigger, just, aren't you? Like, it's a couple of players here and there, and it's um, yeah. that's doing it. It's never like the big, like big players. Although this week it was Salah versus Bruno. Really? And... Yeah, so I, I got fifty-four so far, um, with a minus four. So I took out uh, Bruno, and uh, I took out. Um, Barnes and I brought in Lingard and uh, Son so and I captain Cancelo so I'm really hoping that he plays against Southampton Um, although my luck and we can clip this now because it's bound to happen (laughs) Gundogan's going to haul and Cancelo's not going to play and I'm going to get fucked like, I think that is bound to happen. It's it's everyone at the moment, it, and it's one of the reasons we're going to talk a bit about um, defenders because a lot of people out there are on double city defence and um, getting frustrated with the rotation and everything. And um, yeah, maybe that's an like the rotation side of it is like another reason to maybe look elsewhere. Um, especially with City going further into Europe. Um, yeah, so carry on anyway. Um, so, yeah, uh, Martinez did what Martinez does, although he didn't get a, a double-digit haul, which did it go is surprising. from 10 points to 9 points to 8 points to 7 points? 7, yeah. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? Um, so, Stones, Cancelo, uh, Captain... Um, Safal got me six points and then Lingard with his miss pen and then goal got me five, Sun five, Gundogan two, Salah two, Lookman three. And I chose to play Lookman over Calvert-Lewin actually because I thought Fulham would score against Liverpool and, and they did, just Lookman wasn't involved. Um, so I was actually one point better off there. Uh, Kane 19 points and then Bamford two. So yeah, 54 minus four. Um, and I've got Cancelo, Stones, and Gundogan to play. So we'll see how that lands. Um, small red arrow from 325 to 330k um, at the moment. So um, if Cancelo plays tomorrow, I'm confident that I'll get a green arrow. I just I just don't know whether or not he'll he'll play. Yeah, I think so, it's, um, it's a tricky one, isn't it, with City defence? But it could be a case that yeah, Pep. Plays almost his strongest team just to try and uh, help the players forget about last week. Like play the strongest team, get a good result, and um, put last week to bed. Um, but on the other hand, he could go right. I'm going to rotate fucking everyone, and yeah, yeah, you end up with like Ake and Laporte at the back or something like that because um, Ake's back. Is he back fit? I think he was on the back. I think he is back fit now. I think he is back fit. Yeah, so that's another concern um, for the defensive rotation because he wasn't 
he wasn't doing too badly when um, he got injured. Or well, the only reason Stones came into the team was because Ake got um, injured. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Stones started the season as third choice behind Laporte, Ake, um, to go alongside Diaz. And yeah, it's um, I think his form has kept him there. But yeah, the moment he makes a mistake, um, yeah, he's back out again. And I think with the uh, fragility um, over the past few weeks of the City defence, um, which was shown by United the other day. Um, yeah, Pep might make those changes. Um, but we shall see, we shall see. Right, so let's go through um, the first of our hot topics this week, which is defender options. And you've given a nice segue after what you were speaking about in regards to rotation. Um, so as I spoke about earlier and, and Rob alluded to, there are players, um, mainly the City city defenders, that we do, you know, coming on to game week 29, blank 29, and then around then, City are in Europe and we don't know whether or not it's best to keep double City defence or move. So we thought, well, let's give you some options um, in terms of who we could potentially replace them with. So what we've done is we've gone through, we've got six players for you, um, six that uh, play in game week 20, uh, sorry, three that play in game week 29 and three that don't play in game week 29. So for those that are planning towards a a wildcard 31 and are kind of bringing in players in for 29. They've got three players for you there. And other ones that, for those that have got free hit in 29 or aren't bothered about 29 and have already used their wildcard, um, we've got three players that you might want to focus on for longer term. So, first off, we've got Aaron Cresswell, or should we call it Aaron Crosswell? Um, should I go through my three first, Rob? I think that's what you've already started doing, haven't you? Yeah, I'm just gonna. I'll I'll sit and drink my beer. Yeah, go for it. Um, So Aaron Crosswell um, is 5.8 million, and and I call him Crosswell just because he's all the time. But yeah, it's not that I don't think his name is Cresswell because I know it's Cresswell. (laughs) In case anyone's like, it's Cresswell, not (laughs) Crosswell. (laughs) Um, He's a 5.8 million. Um, 25% owned and actually he's a lot more owned than I thought he was um, so I think he's one of the highest defend, um, owned defenders in the game if not the highest um, 37 points in the last six game weeks um, which is six points per 90 six points uh, one seven per 90 um, now this uh, XGC is um, their goal so West Ham's goal conceded and um, now you might see that the City players for example that we've got them on the left hand side for you to compare against is different for each player um, and that's because obviously some of them play you know not all of them play every game and not all of them play 90 for example so this is from game week 22 to 27 um, and there are double game weeks included in that as well uh, so XGC for Cresswell is 6.14 now if you compare that with the City defenders so uh, Diaz, Stones and Cancelo it's between 5 and 6 so quite similar uh, West Haven has have conceded 4 goals in that time versus uh, Diaz, Stones, Cancelo 4, 5 and 6 um, clean sheets 3 clean sheets and um, predicted to get to keep 1.95 clean sheets um xa now this is where 
Cresswell is kind of head and shoulders above everyone else on here. Um, and his XA is 2.28, which for a defender is really, really high. Um, 11 key passes and five big chances created, huge amount of big chances created there. Um, considering the next highest defender, even on your list, is two. That's more than double. Um, he's had no big chances, no goals, but two assists. Uh, and he's projected to score 18 points over the next uh, five game weeks. So what do you think of Aaron Cresswell, Rob? I really like him. Um, he's on all set pieces. He takes corners from both sides and free kicks. Not not, not all free kicks. Uh, free kicks oh, depends between... Him, yeah, Lingard, what... Rice, Ben Rama, I think, jumps in as well. Yeah. Yeah, mainly him, Ben Rama and Rice. Um, yeah, so I think, yeah, it's those on the, like if you're looking towards the goal on that on the right-hand side where he can use his left foot um, to bend it in, I'm guessing. Um, but yeah, he's, he's one of these players that like in the last few years, he's kind of been at the, that price point of 5.8, where he's not really approachable if you want to ha- wanted to have Trent and Robert Robertson. Um, but uh-huh. this season where you've got that bit of money to spend in um, defence because you've only got one, um, a lot of people have only got one premium. Some pe- Like those that have got Diaz and Cancelo, obviously you've got your two premiums. Um, like Cresswell as well might be a bit too much. Um, so he's... Um, been like a more valid option this year um, with how poorly Liverpool have played. Um, yeah, I really like him as an option. Um, yeah, the 11 key passes and the five big chances created. Um, yeah, is a is a huge upside to him. Um, yeah, he makes a lot of opportunities, and then um, he also like from his set pieces like corners especially is always a danger because of the players that they've got in the box um waiting for on the end of them like mm-hmm. seen how good Dawson has been recently um in the air for them Socek as well throughout the season um just two um people that have benefited benefited um from Aaron Cressel's uh crosses Cresswell's crosses well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, from from my point of view as a West Ham fan, um, he's just been a breath of fresh air this year. Like I, I think at the beginning of the season, a lot of West Ham fans, and me included, to be fair, kind of wrote him off as a kind of, um, I guess, has been to a certain degree because over the seasons he's been well done, really well for us, but you know the last couple he hasn't um and then he came into <clears throat> the beginning of the season when we were playing the back five and he was playing you know left center back um he did really really well and then obviously as, as Masaraki got injured then he you know and we reverted to a back four he went obviously into left back um but yeah i i think you know his crossing ability is just pinpoint uh, and when you've got the likes of Dawson and Suchek in the side who 
are really, really strong from from that point of view. You know, I think between us and Chelsea, I can't remember who's first and second now, but we've scored the most from set pieces this season. Um, I remember it was us and Chelsea, but I haven't seen the latest figures, but we're up there. Um, and I think Cross, uh, Crosswell, Cresswell is, is really a, a good option. Um, he's a bit expensive at 5.8, um, but I think if you, with his output, you know, if you look at his output, 37 points, and you compare that to uh, Cancelo, 24, Stones, 31, Diaz, 29, I think he's up there. He plays in he plays in game week 29 as well, which is really important. And then the last five games at the end of the season, uh, for those, you know, who haven't used their, who have used their wildcard, are really strong. You know, our, game, our games towards the end of the season are really good. And he's nailed. Um, and that's, I think, the most important thing is that he's nailed over the three City players. Um, so that is Aaron Cresswell. Um, let's move on to the next one. Who is Lewis Dunk? Um, who should have had a goal a couple of game weeks ago. Uh, should but, have put his, um, we should have put two under uh, goals and just put a little asterisk an on it. Yeah, that's it. Um, 4.9 million. Um, an ownership of uh, 5.8, so really low owned, um, 27 points, uh, 4.5 um, points per 90, and an XGC of 5.14, which I, when I saw these figures, was really surprised about. Um, his XGC is the second lowest behind Chelsea. Um, Chelsea's Rudiger on our list. Um, and... I always kind of saw Brighton as a, a as an open team who, you know, give a lot of chances away. But actually, this doesn't suggest that at all. Um, goals conceded six. I guess th- their problem is they just can't score them. Um, uh, clean sheets, they've kept um, two clean sheets. Uh, is that, yeah, two clean sheets um, with a... Uh, and he's got an XA of 0.13, uh, sorry, 0.33, uh, four key passes. From an attacking threat point of view, I don't, you know, the stats don't really show that he's got too much attacking threat. Um, you know, no, he's had, he's had was he had two, one, one goal, one goal, yeah, one goal in the last six weeks, no assists. Um, what do you think about Dunk from an attacking point of view? I mean, he likes to do those cheeky little free kicks, doesn't he? That he he got away with a couple of years ago with, against Liverpool, and he nearly got away with it against West Brom. Um, he's predicted to score sixteen points over the next five. Um, so I think with Lewis Dunk, I think you're not buying him for attacking threats. Um, you're buying him as a like a cheap enabler. Um, like if you were downgrading one of your city players um, to someone for the sake of um, blank game week 29, um, he's a good cheap enabler if you needed a bit of extra cash to um, bump uh, someone in midfield up to Sun um, or even Bale. Um, just, yeah, although you everyone will have a lot of money kicking about, but they might not want, like, you don't want to be, like, if you've kept Salah, you're probably planning to keep Salah now 
through to your wild card in 31. Um, so you've, you don't really want to be selling him to then go and buy him back unless you want to sell him in 29 to bring Bruno in um, after in 30 for, I think it's West Brom at home that United have got. Um, but I, yeah, I, with Brighton, they just, in the last uh, sort of five, five games, sorry, I'm just bringing um, up the, their form table. So, like, they've only, they've conceded six in the last five, um, but they have lot, looked a lot sort of safer than that. Like, mm-hmm. um, like on, um, against Leicester, when uh, they went 1-0 up, I thought, oh, that's it, game over. Um, mm-hmm. And it was sort of two very well-worked goals um, to get uh, Leicester the win. Um, but, yeah, they, I mean, up until probably, yeah, the game at the weekend, they were probably one of the top teams in the form tables. And, like, their expected goals against in the last five games is only four goals. Um which shows that, like, and that's one of the best, like, that's only bettered by Chelsea um, in the last five games, oh. who are two goals. Like, City of City's expected goals against five. Um, so, yeah, it's, I'd like to, I think, yeah, he's, he's someone, that, yeah, you're not bringing him in for the attacking returns. You're going for someone that, when you look at the fixture in, um, 29 where they've got Newcastle at home um, and it's just with Newcastle St. Maximin injured again mm-hmm. no Callum Wilson um, like they've got no one they've got An- Andy Carroll if <laughs> and Joel Linton it doesn't suit their new system to be fair yeah and Joel Linton well does Steve Bruce have a system um, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I think out of all of the games in 29, I think that Brighton have probably got the, one of the highest chances of keeping a clean sheet. Um, like Arsenal, West Ham, goals in that. Villa, Spurs, goals in that. Fulham, Leeds at the moment, that could be a really good game. Um, could be yeah. an absolute goal fest. Um, so, yeah, you, yeah, I, I'd, I'd think that I'd be very, very confident of um, in twenty nine Brighton versus Newcastle being like one nil Brighton, um, and yeah, walking away with a Lewis Dunk clean sheet would be ideal in what's going to be a low scoring week. Um, like I think if the average is probably going to be around thirty five to forty in. Like realistically, isn't it? If not less. Mm-hmm. So if you can take six points from one player, and maybe even squeeze out like a a bonus point as well. Um, I think you're laughing um, in that week, especially as he's going to be still relatively low owned as well. Um, whilst other players that are playing that week, like Cresswell, Target. Um, Regulon's another one that I thought uh, like we could have talked about tonight, but wanted to keep it to free. Um, 
but yeah, they they like a lot of teams are just going to have those players. Um, so having a little differential in there um, could work. Yeah. So the next player uh, is Target, um, who is five uh, five million. Uh, ownership of 14%, uh, 28 uh, points over the last six, uh, which is four points per 90. Uh, Aston Villa have an XGC of 9.16, but have conceded six goals. Um, clean sheets, they've kept four clean sheets um, in that time, which is interesting considering that they've conceded, they've got an XGC of 9.16, which is one of the highest yet still kept four clean sheets which is one of the highest like <laughs> um, it's martinez yeah, it's, right yeah, it's, yeah one one thing to say about that and that's yeah the emmy factor um yeah he's been unbelievable for them hasn't he especially in yeah. um like the when was it was the brighton game wasn't it when he was just he just went fucking insane um and was making saves left right and center um yeah i think the only thing with matt target is um since uh Grealish has been out um, he's been kind of isolated down that left hand side um whereas before he was getting forward a lot um now he's uh yeah tending to uh yeah get himself stuck on the left side and hasn't got an outlet and it, yeah he's finding it a lot harder to get the space that he was when Grealish was there and he was able to make those overlapping runs either inside or outside of Grealish um to create chances because remember we had a look at Matt Target probably around um Jan- mid January time and yeah his heat maps were were ridiculous and he was moving um, well up the pitch, and yeah, he's, since that injury, um, it's probably cost him a little bit, and it kind of shows in his numbers here, because um, I, I was expecting them to be a lot higher from the last five, um, well, last six game weeks. Okay, so that is, uh, oh, so his projected points is um, 18 as well over the next six. Right, so that, those are the three players but for um, that playing 29. Now, my personal opinion, um, and, and, and it does really depend on your strategy and how you want, what, you know, how many players you are bringing in, how many defenders you're bringing in um, for that game week. If my preference personally would, would be number one, Dunk. I think Dunk, like you said, it's got plum fixture against Newcastle. Um, I would personally think about bringing in Dunk, um, followed by Cresswell. Those are my two options. Um, but it, again, it depends how many players you already have in your squad that play in, in, 20, in 29. And, um, you know, if you're getting to like nine or 10 players, how many defenders do you want? Do you want three defenders or do you want two defenders, for example? So that that's all it all depends on your personal strategy but the top two for me are Duncan Cresswell um yeah I'd 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 agree with that uh for 29 um yeah yeah not for those that play in 29 um 
Yeah, I mean Target as well. He's got the he's got the hardest fixture out of the three of them. Um, yeah, Spurs at home. Um, yeah, it just it it does make sense. Um, but yeah, I think yeah, Dunk's my number one. Cresswell's got the slightly harder fixture against Arsenal, um, and then yeah. Target. Right, so down to you, Rob. So you're now going to look at three players that don't play in 29, um, but you might still want to consider them as options, especially for those that are free hitting in 29 or um, have already used their wildcard. Um, and the first players' numbers are just staggering, to be honest with you. Hmm. Um, but I'll let you talk about. Um, so the, fir- the first hero is um, a hero. He's the first hero. <laughs> um, is yeah, my hero from uh, the weekend. Um, rewarded for a run of fine performances, and he managed to get himself a goal. Um, and that's Luke Shaw, um, priced at five point one, and an ownership of eleven point three percent. I think he went over the ten percent threshold uh, probably um, at some point yesterday or on Sunday. Um, probably as soon as he scored, because I think he was about um, seven or eight percent um, on Saturday morning. Um, so in the last six game weeks, he scored forty-six points at seven point zero eight points per ninety. Um, like he plays pretty much ninety minutes every game as well. Um, he always looks absolutely shagged at the end of it, um, but yeah, he he does put in a shift. Um, expected goals conceded for the last six is 7.95 for him. Um, actual goals conceded is five. Um, expected clean sheets is 2.24 and actual clean sheets is three. Um, yeah, United picking up their third clean sheet in a row um, on Sunday. Um, slightly better to watch than the previous two clean sheets, though, against Chelsea and Palace. Um, but that's, I mean... Another interesting thing was, yeah, the fact that two of those three clean sheets, yeah, against uh, two teams that are in the top four. So, um, yeah, uh, expected assists, 1.61. Um, expect, I was actually thought it was going to be a little bit more. Um, key passes, 20. Yeah, um, I saw that and I was like, what the fuck? Like, that is ridiculous compared that's to... That's where he will play the ball into... Rashford into Bruno into um, Cavani into Martial. Um, I think he actually played the pass to Martial that led to the penalty um, on Sunday. Right. Um, but it's the, those little balls like that um, where he's playing the ball into a forward um, who's in a dangerous position. I think that probably classes as a key pass. Um, yeah. Big chances created two. Um, Although he's only created two big chances, but has four assists. <laughs> yeah. Um, and one goal. Um, he's had zero big chances um, because he's an elite finisher and he managed to score that goal um, without it being <laughs> a big chance the other day. Um, it was, it was, a, I think, I'm not sure whether it was slightly scuffed or he was trying to pull it into that corner um, like that. But yeah, it was a, Good goal. His projection for the next five game weeks is 15, but obviously that includes um, the blank. Yeah, projection of zero for game week 29. But absolutely amazing figures from 
um, a player that's still only 5.1 million and plays for a top four team. Um, like if you look at Stones at Man City, he's the cheapest defender and he's 5.3. Um, I think Luke Shaw has my is probably going to be name number three or four, probably not name number one or two um, on my wild card. Um, in 31. Yeah, I think he's coming in for me on my because he's at that price where he's just so um, he's just such an option um, to bring in. Um, he's really impressed me, like on the eye. The stats back it up. Um, he's avoided injuries, which is great to see. Like in the past, he's put little runs like he has um, in the last sort of two or three months he's put those little runs in sort of in the first couple of months of the season then got an injury that's ruled him out for a long period of time he's managed to avoid that um and i i think he's slowly playing his way um i think he's on the plane to the euros for england i think he's um slowly playing his way slowly playing his way into um southgate's first 11 um with, especially with um, Chilwell uh, being left on the bench a lot recently. He's kind of been outshone by Marcus Alonso at Chelsea. Um, uh, like people are talking up Cresswell as well. Um, like James Justin would have been another one that um, people were talking about, but I think his injury has just come at the wrong time. Um, so I think he'll miss out the Euros, but I think, Later this week? Would it be later this week? Or would it be next week? Southgate will name yeah. his squad for the friendlies, won't he? And I, mm-hmm. I fully expect Aaron Cresswell and Luke Shaw to be um, two of the names in that squad. Um, I'd be surprised if um, Cresswell was named. I think he will. I think he'll name him. I'd be Just, surprised if Cresswell was named. Because it, it's two friendlies and they've got more friendlies at the end of May, I think he'll Southgate will use the opportunity um, to give Cresswell a like chance to see how he gets on with the squad. Um, because yeah, if Chilwell can't break back into that Chelsea team, Southgate can't take him. Not mm-hmm. with what he's set him standards he set himself in the last um, what four years that he's been in charge um, of England. He's kind of always said. I'll only take players that are playing. Um, and yeah, Chilwell wasn't playing. Simple as that. Anyway, yeah, so Luke Shaw, um, I think we're both agreed. Fantastic option. Um, this Definitely. I think the only concern um, is the running. Like United don't have um, like a string of thick good fixtures they have like it's almost alternate weeks where they'll have good fixtures um the other side mm-hmm. of the blank where they've got Brighton at home then they've got Tottenham away Burnley at home Leeds away Liverpool at home and it's kind of very um up and down with how their fixtures will play out um from 30 onwards um so yeah next up is uh Rudiger um from Chelsea only 4.6 million um for 4.3% ownership um but i i can see him rising um he looks like he's 
um, apart from last night when he was on the bench. Um, but I think it was Tuchel giving him a rest. Um, he's kind of worked his way into Tuchel's lineup um, since he's come in. Um, 28 points in the last uh, five game weeks at 4.67 per 90. Um, expected goals conceded 3.96, which is the best out of um, any of our options. Goals conceded two, which again, best out of any of the options. Expected clean sheets of 2.88, um, um, but actual clean sheets is four better than anyone else. But obviously as a centre-half, um, his attacking um, stats aren't going to be great. Expected assists, 0.13. Key passes, just the one. Um, big, No big chances. No big chances created. No goals, no assists. Um, and a projection of 14 points at the moment, but that will be mainly because um, of his lack of minutes um, throughout the season. Um, but in my opinion, another decent option, especially with um, the fixtures Chelsea have got uh, on the flip side of the blank game week. Yeah, I think with um, Rudiger, the main thing, I guess, that firstly, the advantages he's playing with Ch- on the Chelsea side, that's keeping clean sheets for fun at the moment. Um, I, th- I think he was rested in midweek. Hopefully he comes back in the side, but you never know with Tuchel at the moment. He seems to be irregular, but let's see. The, you know, 4.6 million is a fucking bargain. Like for 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 a, a reg, generally a regular um, centre back for Chelsea, the only concern for him, two concerns, is one he doesn't really get bonus points. It's six points, and that's it. Um, and as you can see from the attacking threat, he doesn't have any. So unless he gets the odd header from a from a, a corner, which he might get, I don't know, once or twice a season, you're not really going to get any attacking returns and you're not really going to get any bonus points. So that's kind of the only concerns with Rudiger. But for 4.6 million, you can't really complain, right? No, like, yeah, you can have him in your team rather than, like, uh, like if you wanted to keep Emi Martinez in your team, but you don't want to double up on Villa's defence, yeah, yeah, like target target to Rudiger is a like it's a it's actually a move that is improving your squad, but you're cutting half from game week thirty or thirty one. Yeah, right yeah, after, you know. yeah, but and then you're cutting your value by six million. Yeah, like you've you've got. Um, not six million, point six million. So yeah. you've you've got like uh, some extra cash to spend elsewhere, and maybe look into like that could be something that um, is the difference between two premiums and three premiums in your midfield. If you've still got Harry mm-hmm. Kane up front, um, as simple as that. Um, so yeah, he's again another name that is on my list for my wild card in. Uh, game week 31. Okay. If so not, let's... he might actually come in for game week 30. Um, Chelsea got a good fixture then. Right. So let's hear your last option then, Rob. So the last one is Luca Dean um, of Everton at 6.2 million, 10% owned. Um, in the last six weeks, six game weeks, 32 FPL points at four per 90. Um, which isn't isn't great at all. Um, expected goals conceded, 13.86. <laughs> uh, 
um, of Ridiculous. which goals conceded is 11. Um, expected clean sheets, 1.45, the worst clean sheets, three. So on the par with United and City assets. Um, but expected assists, 1.02, six key passes, two big chances created, um, zero actual big chances or goals, and two assists. Um, and 14 projected points for the next five. Um, I was shocked, um, is a word for seeing the stats on Everton defence. Yeah, um, recently. But, I mean, we have seen, they have had a bit of an improvement in form from Jordan Pickford, um, but they have had like a few really poor results recently um in the last yeah six game weeks that haven't looked good on the defense um yeah I, I think after the performance as well last night um against Chelsea where they just looked very flat um I'm not too sure on Luca Dean at the moment especially at 6.2 million um not when I could have Cancelo for the same price who looks a or lot Luke more, Shaw. Or, or Luke Shaw from a million cheaper. Um, yeah. Or Rudiger for like two and a half million cheaper or one and a half yeah. million cheaper. One half. Um, yeah, it's at the moment not for me. Um, although, yeah, he, does, he has been a danger um, from he takes, if Hamas Rodriguez isn't there, he takes set pieces. Um, he does get forward. He has a license to get forward. And I think with Richarlison moving inside more, Dean's got that license to move further forward. But I think that has actually kind of affected Everton's shape in a way where Dean's getting forward more and it's left them a bit open at the back. Maybe they're, they're holding midfielders just not disciplined enough to do the job um, that you see at other clubs like Liverpool last year, you had Trent and Robbo bombing up, and you've got Fabinho and Henderson like uh, providing that cover when they're bombing forward, and that's maybe to his detriment. So I think, yeah, if you're bringing Dean in, yeah, you're you're going to get the odd assist here and there, um, maybe the odd goal when they get free kicks and stuff. But I think you're almost starting with a one point. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I think the time to bring to bring in Dean, if you were going to bring in Dean, was a few weeks ago before their double game week, and the the potential of there being a double game week in twenty eight. Hmm. But now that double game week doesn't look like it's happening. So yeah, I, I don't think Dean is a, is an option for me. Yeah, he. I mean, he was someone that I probably would have looked. I probably would have gone. I mean, my original plan was to go um, in 28, go from one City defender, like remove one City defender to bring in Dean for the double um, and then move on to someone else in 29 that plays in 29 um, as my way out of having the double City defence. But yeah, it was, it just doesn't look like um, that was, that was the right move. And then like, after the blank, they've got Palace at home, 
like Zaha could cause them uh, some problems. He looked good uh, against Spurs. He like he looked up for it. Um, then they got Brighton away, tricky fixture. Um, then Spurs at home, Arsenal away, Villa at home. Like you'd think by 34 when they play Villa, they've um, yeah Villa. I mean Grealish could still be injured. Like Dean Smith might still not know, or he might still be waiting to talk to the doctors about uh, Jack Grealish. Um, but you'd expect him to be playing then and Villa to be back on firing all cylinders and they could, uh-huh. like, they're still, like, Villa is still there or thereabouts in the hunt for for Europe, aren't they? They've got the games in hand. So, yeah, um, that'll be a very tricky fixture come 34, I think Villa will. Um, so, yeah, Everton... I, yeah, not if I was going to take assets from Everton, it would be um, well, probably only one asset now. Um, yeah, moving forward, I, I would definitely wouldn't be looking at a defender. Um, but the reason I put him in there was because um, I know he's highly owned. It was a good thing of um, like comparing him to some other assets out there. Right, so those are some detailed analysis on uh, some defenders for you to have a choose from. Um, if you are thinking about taking any of the Man City defenders um, or just in general, just want to um, swap some of your defenders around, um, what we'll do is, Rob, we can, uh, after the pod, uh, put this on um, our Twitter um, yeah. So if anyone wants to have a look at it in any detail, because I know when you're listening to a pod, um, especially for those on, on podcast rather than on video, it's it's a lot of information to take in and understand, especially if you're not seeing the graphics. So uh, we'll put it on Twitter and then you guys can have a look at it in, in detail yourself. Yeah. Um, right. So let's move on to our next topic, which is captaincy. Right, so we've got four main options for you with regards to captaincy that we've looked at. Um, we've also got a couple of extra differentials that we'll go through at the end. Um, I'll go through two first, and then um, Rob will go through um, two. So the first two that I've got is uh, Bruno and Salah. So Bruno is um, playing West Ham, uh, so Man United playing West Ham, and Salah is playing Wolves. Um, in terms of Bruno, so obviously a lot of people have taken Bruno out this week, in, including myself. Um, his price is 11.5, huge ownership at 57%. And his points uh, over the last six game weeks is 61. So highest in in the league, actually, for that. Um, points per 90 is 8.73. Uh, 18 shots, six of them in the box. Uh, 22 touches in the box. Uh, an XG of 3.27, an XA of 2.14, 17 key passes, which is massive. Uh, four chances created, three big chances, um, but the most important numbers, five goals and three assists. And he's expected to score 31 points over the next five. Now, obviously, we're just looking at one game week. One other important stat to stick out for you here is... Um, XGC for the team that they're playing against. So um, obviously Bruno is playing West Ham. West Ham have an XGC of 6.41 over the last six game weeks. Um, and they've only conceded four goals. Now that, to be honest with you, I mean, I don't have Bruno, but if I had Bruno, that would be putting me off. But then 
you know, Bruno only needs a penalty within the first minute and he's already got you 11 points, as, as we saw on Sunday against City. Um, so Bruno is a really good option. I don't know what, on, what the paper paper says that. Um, what, what do you think, Rob, as a United fan? Um, yeah, I mean, as a Bruno owner, I think I've got a sort of little bit of a, a quandary um, as to who I'm going to captain this week. Um, but my thoughts are with two players that we're going to talk about, one of them being Bruno. Um, yeah, my... I think it's the West Ham defence just look a lot stronger. They, I mean, yeah, they gave away a lot of chance, good chances yesterday. Um, but against United, now, you know, like they'll sit back um, at Old Trafford and United have found it tricky to break teams down when they're sitting back. Um, if Pogba's back for the weekend... Um, like if Oli turns around on uh, Saturday or Friday or Saturday, whenever his conference is and says, um, yeah, Paul will be, because it's, it's never he'll be on the bench. It's he'll start um, with Paul Pogba. And if, if he starts, I think I'd probably captain Bruno because um, I think Bruno will play as a false nine um, and he'd be a huge option. Um, he, he will, if West Ham play like they did last night, he'll get chances um, and yeah, he, he'll put them away. Um, but yeah, he's a, I think he, he's very likely to be a top captain this, this week. Um, but purely because, purely because the casuals that like go and look who's scored the most points. Oh, Bruno, who's he playing? Oh, West Ham, like on the um, FPL app, I think it's like a fixture difficulty of three out of five still, like a medium fixture, um, when it should really be a two, maybe. Um, yeah. And, yeah. Or a one. Or a one. <laughs> West, Ham, West Ham at home, yeah, it's, it's a tough fixture. <laughs> Mate, I... Actually, I, I say this now, I'm not, I'm, I'm going to kind of... I'm, I'm going to lay off of it because if I try and talk us up too much, you go and spank us, and then next the pod next week is going to be horrible. So yeah, um, yeah, I might captain him, but I probably won't. But purely some because, news on that game as well that we'll talk to you about at the end of the pod. Um, but pure, I think I mean we'll talk about um, a certain Spurs striker. Um, shortly, um, but I think I'm leaning towards him rather than Bruno this week. Okay, right. Salah is the next option. Uh, 12.5 uh, million, uh, ownership of 36%, uh, total points 25, FPL point per 93.74, 17 shots, um, of which 13 were in the box, 38 touches in the box, which is really high out of all the captaincy options at 3.61 xg so still producing high xg um an xa of 1.16 five key passes one chance created and seven big chances which is huge um but only two goals um and no assists over the last six now liverpool look shit at the moment in the word um 
But Salah's still getting chances, you know, seven big chances. The problem is, is that, um, you know, can they get that cohesion together against, a, you know, what people say is a sturdy Wolves team? However, their XGC says otherwise. So Wolves' XGC over the last six game weeks is 11.86, um, conceding seven goals. So high XGC. And if I'm honest with you, I still have Salah in my team. At the moment, I'm edging towards Salah as my captaincy. Um, Liverpool haven't been performing at home, but they have been doing okay away. Um, so right now I'm leaning towards Salah. And to be honest, I think that's going to be a differential captaincy. Um, I don't think many people will be choosing Salah as, as captain against um, what they perceive as a sturdy Wolves side. But Wolves' XGC is, is shit. Um, it's just whether or not Liverpool can work together and, and pull it off. He's going to need, I think his um, effective ownership this week will be will probably be around the 100% mark. 30% of his owners captain him. If he stays at Maybe. 36%, it's going to be around that. I think like Bruno will probably be 150%, which is pretty yeah. standard for him. Um, Kane will probably be around 120 to 150%, probably. Um, yeah. yeah. Salah, I think, yeah, probably be only around the 100 mark, which is unheard of. Like, Le- I think it'll be less than that. Against Sheffield United. Um, yeah, it'd be... Um, I think it's probably the best opportunity to captain Mohamed Salah that you would have had in the past three years. Yeah, I agree. I agree with you. I'm not. I'm not gonna. Because I, 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 that's why I'm thinking. If I you think captain him and he returns, you're gonna make a gain, and that never that's that doesn't happen normally. Um, well, if you have him in your side and you don't captain him. I, I think the better wording for that is if you have him in your side and you don't captain him, you're going to gain hmm. because his ownership um, is going to be less than 100%, in my opinion. Um, and I, if you captain him, you're going to smash it. I mean, doesn't that lead you to then... I mean, it depends on probably your rank and how you want to attack the week. If you really want to be aggressive this week, especially ahead of the blank... Um, like there's not going to be many points to be gained next week in blank game week 29. Let's try and gain some points here and try and improve that OR, which then next week you can then hopefully hold and then move into 31, hit your wild card and then be aggressive towards the end of the season. Yeah, maybe it is. It's the time to yeah, get if you aggressive. Be, if you want to conserve your rank similar to your position, Rob, you want to enter the top 100k, the best owner, the best uh, captaincy for you this week is probably Bruno because I think he'll be the highest owned. And that's who someone like you would want to go with. Um, when I say someone like you, I mean someone that is not a maverick and doesn't really take massive risks and kind of wants to do it easy, 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 you know, slowly. Um, it's working, whereas, though. It's working. Yeah, exactly. And I'm not saying it's, it's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. Um, but someone like me, um, you know, 330k rank, uh, I want to get to number one in the world next week. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, not literally, but um, that that's kind of like, I just want to, 
go for it. Um, I think this is, like, like you say, the best opportunity in the last three years of, of captaining Salah, where I don't think many people will. And I think it's a really good option, um, especially in a week where captaincy is massively open. Um, so, yeah. Anyway, right. Let's move on to your two options, mate. Uh, so, yeah, I've got Jamie Vardy to start with, um, 10.2 million, 19.7% owned, um, only the 18 points in his last uh, six game weeks, um, but he would have probably been injured for a couple of those. Um, yeah. Works out 3.38 points per 90, so a little, uh, probably just around about uh, what Salah's uh, got as his. Um, 11 shots, 10 shots in the box, 24 touches in the box, an XG of 1.93, an XA of 0.36, um, one key pass, zero big chances created, four big chances, one goal and one assist. Um, both of which, did they both come at the weekend? I think they both came at the weekend or in the last couple of game weeks. Um, yeah, it's... Uh, It doesn't. It doesn't scream captaincy at me um, at the moment. Um, I think the only reason we included this was because they're playing Sheffield United, right? Yeah. And um, so Sheffield United, they've got an xgc of fifteen point twelve over the last six weeks, conceding eleven goals. Yeah. So it's a it's a plum it's a plum fixture for them. Um, my concerns um, are still. Um, with the creative side of Leicester. I mean, we saw Tielemans with his no-look pass um, the other day um, against Brighton, but I think they they are, like, they're missing uh, the likes of Madison and Barnes, um, and they're going to struggle more and more and more. And I, Vardy hasn't been great anyway since he came back from injury. Um, I think we Do you just... know who I really like at the moment for Leicester? And I think he fits well at the moment with his Ian Acho. Yeah. Because he does really well in a two. Didn't we, like, when we spoke about uh, Leicester assets a while ago, um, like we said, I think it, 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 um that was his first goal of the Premier League this season um, yeah. at the weekend. Um, and he'd only scored like a couple of times in the Europa League. Um, but it was a great finish. It was a confident finish. Um, he's he's a good finisher, mate. Hmm. He is a good finisher. Which, but we hadn't seen that. Like when Vardy was out, um, it's because he can't play by that. himself up top. He gets confident from playing in the two. Yeah, um, yeah. It'd be it'll be interesting. Six million. Whether Vardy becomes that more creative player, maybe. Um, and sort of drops in a bit deeper, or whether he still heads up the like as the front man. Um, yeah, it's it's interesting, but yeah, at the moment, I think yeah, Vardy. I think you like he's currently nineteen point seven percent owned. I can't see his effective ownership being anything over thirty forty percent. Um, like he he's not going to have enough people. Uh, captaining him um, at the moment, so yeah, not for me at the moment. Um, I do want Leicester are a side that I, I do want to keep an eye on because um, 
if I do need to free up a bit of money and want to move Kane down to someone, then it can easily be Vardy. Or if I want to um, go with two for premium forwards, I might, might want to move to Vardy at a later point um, from yeah. um, Bamford and Calvert-Lewin. Who, well, we'll talk about what I'm planning to do with him. Um, so, yeah, not for me as a captain this week, but definitely the fixture does scream captaincy, but probably not with some of the other fixtures around him. Um, and then last but not least, Harry Kane um, in the North London derby, um, which he is the top scorer in its 130 or 40 year history. Really? Um, yes, he is. With 11 goals in 14 appearances against Arsenal, which is a great record. Um, yeah, he. I think he is a great option, especially with the way we've seen um, Spurs in the last couple of weeks. Um, he he looks like he's found his confidence. I mean, his first goal was it the first one? Yeah, the first one from like 25 yards out the other day. Absolutely beautiful strike. Um, curling it into the far post um, from that range. Like the technique was just brilliant. Um, and he, yeah, he looks like he's back to his best. Um, creating um, as well as scoring. Um, so yeah, 37.3% ownership, 39 points in the last six weeks. 6.62 points per 90 which is which is brilliant second best only to uh bruno third best in the league um to gareth bale um 26 shots 16 shots in the box 27 touches in the box an xg of 3.51 um an xa of 1.68 10 key passes two big chances created six big chances Four goals, wow. two assists, and projected points for the next five game weeks is 32. The numbers are there. The only thing is I don't know if he would haul. I don't... I Yeah. In that type of fix. Although, the last North London derby, it was goal and assist. Yeah, that's true. Um, he got a goal and assist, and I think Sun got a goal and assist. And yeah, I'd definitely take that. Um, well, like we say it all the time, Kane gets a goal, it's free, free bonus, isn't it? Yeah. Um, unless Bale also gets a goal. Because <laughs> if, <laughs> if Kane gets a goal, then um, Bale gets two at the moment. Um, yeah, it's... Uh, I think I'm on a, a, another coin flip. Last week it was Bruno or Salah, and this week it's uh, Kane or Bruno. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I've, I, I might be going uh, with Bruno, but I'm going to be looking at Harry Kane all the way up to deadline, like wanting to captain him. Um, and it might be purely out of protecting my rank not to captain him. We've got a couple of other differential options in here. Um, we've got, and and these are mainly because of 
um, the teams that they're facing. Uh, uh, so for Giroud, so for Chelsea, we've got Giroud, um, who stats-wise, there's no point going through the stats because the stats aren't great. Um, but, you know, I think Werner's an option as well. I mean, we haven't got the stats for Werner here, but I think I think Werner is an option. Uh, I think he's going to go mad one of these one of these days. <laughs> one of these um, days next year. Yeah, <laughs> that is the thing. I, I I don't think either of them are worth bringing in to captain just because you know they don't play in twenty nine. But also, it depends how you're set up. I mean, Werner could potentially be an option if you want him longer term. Um, but that's obviously something that you've got to work out because I think Chelsea's fixtures aren't that bad over the next few. Uh, and then we've got Richarlison and Richarlison are playing Burnley. Um, and the reason why um, we think that is there an option is because Burnley's defence is also shit at the moment. So uh, Burnley have got an XGC of 10.1 and they've conceded 10. Um, and Leeds have got an X XGC of 10.57 and they've conceded 10 as well. So both those defences have conceded 10 goals in the last six game weeks. Um, Richarlison is 9.6% owned. So again, another good option, but he doesn't pay in 29. Um, so yeah, th those are our best captaincies. Um, is there anything else to add on captaincies or those differentials there for you, Rob? No, I mean, you could throw in a few others like Bale, Son. Um... We, didn't, we didn't talk about City either. And I think that's I... because... Uh, the main reason we didn't is because Fulham are playing a lot better recently, and I don't think. Um, I don't think you'd don't... want to. You wouldn't captain a City defender over any of uh, any of the other players. Like you or And yeah, you wouldn't. You wouldn't cap like a lot of people have Gundogan. You wouldn't captain him o over the ones available against Fulham. Um, KDB, like four or five months ago. Yes, you would have captained them um, all day long against Fulham, but not with how impressive Fulham were at Anfield on um, Sunday afternoon and with um, yeah the potential rotation as well. Um, yeah, it's just not for me at the moment. Um, I, I, I think it will be a very low-scoring game, that City-Fulham one. And yeah, I agree. Fulham, could, they could steal a point. I'll say I it think now. they'll win. You think they'll win? You think, think they'll, they'll be? Win. You? F oh my god! Don't say it. <laughs> no, I, I genuinely. The I gap genuinely, could... I think. So you think the gap will be eight points? Um, I think <laughs> when we be... beat when we beat West Ham. No, no, because we're going to beat you, so it will still be, be eleven points. That right? yeah. Imagine that eight points going into Sunday night. Well. Like at the end of the game week, and a cap of eight points would just be incredible. Um, but it'll be great for the league. Um, yes. But yeah, I can't see. I can't see um, City losing. I could see them dropping a point though. So yeah, gap of nine points. Um, right. Yeah. So I think. Um... I think we've covered it in terms of captaincy and, and those are our, our two main topics. Um, we did have a question from um, David this week that asked about City defenders. Uh, so we had one question. He said, how many City defenders will you have when, if you wildcard in 30-31? I think that's a really good question. Um, I'm probably still going to go with at least one. 
probably one. Um, I think I'm going to have two. I'm going to go with two City players. Um, I'll have to have a look in in more detail. Um, it also depends whether or not they've wrapped up the league by then. You know, if they have a couple of losses between now and 31, so you know, or they drop some points, then they might still need to play well, really well in the league, right? Um, in which case, you'll probably want more City players. If they've wrapped up the league and, you know, when when United lose this weekend to West Ham and if City lose, uh, City beat Fulham, then if if it's too big of a gap, then um, I, th- I, I think that rules out some City defenders. Uh, I don't know what you think. I think in 31... I'll probably have one City player. Um, it'll probably be Kevin De Bruyne um, because they also blank in 33. Um, but it all, they could have a double game week announced in... No, they haven't got any get doubles in the bank still. Um, so yeah. 33, um, they blank. So I don't want to have too many because so the Fulham, so the Spurs, like I'll, I'll probably want to have either Sunbale or Kane still in my team um, by 33. Um, yeah, I, I think just because of the blank game week, it's going to force me, force my hand a little bit with just the um, one uh, City defender. Uh, City uh, asset, um, whether it be a defender or midfielder. I mean, I'm partly looking at KDB because of um, the fixture against Leeds. Um, he could go absolutely crazy. And then they've got Villa away where um, he could also do well. So, but then in 34, after the blank, they've got um, Palace, um, which is another great fixture. So, I mean, yeah, I, I'd like to have more, but I think you've got to see how the team, next few weeks go. Pardon? I think you have to see how the next few yeah, weeks go before um, you can judge. I think I don't think it's a question you can answer right now. Yeah, I think at the moment it's yeah one, maybe two, but it it could turn into zero. Like if if we see a, that they wrap up the league in, like say if United drop points and City win at the weekend. Then it's a 14 point gap. And then, uh, like the week after that, City play Leicester and United play Brighton. If the same thing happens, City win, United drop points, it could be a 17 point gap. And that's it, title's pretty much over then. Um, yeah. So, okay. and, then, and then if City is still in Europe, you're not. I don't. I think for FPL, if City is still in Europe, you're actually almost better off just going without if they've kept this lead in the league because they're just going to be there's going to be rotation all over the place that's their holy grail isn't it indeed um are we doing a live stream this week rob i think we kind of have to we've got the 5v5 so we'll probably do maybe thursday night after champ man um yeah get together do quick final review of um how we've done this week um of the city southampton game um we can 
do the planner versus sham um what else do some q a on like last minute decisions um ahead of game week 28 um yeah yeah late on thursday because it's uh, a yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah so chapman finish at half 10 so yeah we'll go live shortly afterwards um because it's a is it a 6 30 deadline on friday evening so it's just no time on friday to do it okay cool so uh, a couple of um, public service announcements um so firstly obviously as as rob has said uh, we're going to be live streaming um on thursday at half 10 after champ man so please join us <laughs> we just made that up there and then <laughs> just made that up um the second second is um next week um we have fpl general coming to join us um on either monday or tuesday night which will be out with you either tuesday um afternoon or wednesday afternoon depending on when we do it um i'm sure you've all heard of fpl general he's a, a very good friend of mine um and I'm, I'm a patron of his as well he's a great la a great guy and um he'll be helping us uh, with um planning for game week 29 um blank game week we'll be looking at some um, drafts um for free hitters uh, and then we'll be talking a little bit about wildcard as well i think that's kind of the plan um for next week and then the final thing to say is um see man united and west ham are playing on sunday um and me and rob were thinking about doing uh, a, a like a a watch along um on like google meet or zoom it's not not to be aired on on youtube or anything like that just a private thing for 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 whoever wants to join we did it for the fa cup game we had about seven of us um, and it was quite good. Uh, we really enjoyed it. It was, it was um, good so to if, sit and chat to like other people as if you were kind of at the pub watching the football. Yeah, um, yeah, it was good. Someone different than trying to chat football with the missus. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so um, if if any of you would, if that sounds good and you would like to um, watch us, we'll, we'll send you, we'll watch the game with us, not watch us. Um, uh, drop us a message on Twitter. Our DMs are open. Uh, we'll send you a Google Meet link uh, and you can join in and we can watch the game together and obviously talk and have a chat and yeah, and, and just have some fun. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Hopefully. Uh, we'll, yeah. Hope, yeah, hopefully. Hopefully, hopefully for me. Fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yes. So, other than that, um, I guess we'll speak to you on Thursday. Uh, thanks for tuning in. We are a new pod, so any feedback is really important. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at FPL underscore happy hour. We're also on a number of podcasts, um, including Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor, um, and our YouTube channels, FPL Happy Hour. Um, please like, subscribe, and share. Um, your retweets on Twitter are really appreciated. And, and until Thursday, um, we'll speak to you soon. Good luck for tomorrow's game. Cheers, guys. See you later. Cheers. Bye.